What is up, rock and rollers? It's another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast, episode 29, releasing on October 1st. October is here, but more importantly, being recorded on September 28th, which is Chris and I's birthday. So I'm going to start off with a big happy birthday. Chris, happy birthday. How do you feel? How old are you? <laughs> I am 25 years old today, so I'm, I'm halfway between 20 and 30. And likewise, back to you, my friend, uh, happiest of birthdays today. Uh, and you're turning 27 years old today. Is that correct? I am. I am a part of the 27 club, but that's about it. Well, hopefully. <laughs> right. Just, just <laughs> not, the age not, not 27. That 27 club. I don't want, I'm age. not joining. Exactly. I'm not no, joining. We have no intentions of that occurring in this calendar but, year. But I have heard, it's so funny, I've heard my aunt said that if she could pause time, she would on 27. So really? I feel like 27, had, yeah, she said 27 was like, you know, you're, and she's, uh, she was single at the time as well. Maybe it's different for married people, but I am single Maybe. and I know you are. So Absolutely. I hear 27 is you're, you know, you're established enough. It's just like when you're drinking and you're, you know, you're drunk enough to know what you're doing or I mean, you're sober enough to know what you're doing, but drunk enough to have fun doing it. And I feel like that's 27. You're right in the sweet spot. So you're feeling pretty good about right turning 27, it sounds like, huh? I do. I think, I, think, I think this might be, this is the peak, and I'm excited for it. <laughs> this is it, I think man. We, we got a big year coming, right, Chris? Yeah, let's, let's hope so. Yeah, and I don't know, for me, I mean, you've obviously experienced 25, but I, I, feel, I feel pretty indifferent about it. I was really bummed to turn 24 last year mm. um, just because I kind of feel like, you know, when you're like 20, 21, 22, and 23, you know, no matter what you tell somebody about your life or like what your career is or what, you know, what you have going, everyone will always tell you like, oh, that's fine. Like, you're still so young. You have so much time. Like, but I felt like people really stopped saying that to you once you turn 24. Um, and now, I mean, obviously like there's, it's not a fluke anymore. Like I'm like, I'm an adult. This is what it is, but I, I feel pretty yeah. good today. Um, you know, I, I feel feel a lot better just about myself and where I'm at in life, you know, now as opposed to yeah. how I felt last year. So when you think about Heck it, yeah. man, that's kind of what it's all about. So, you know, we're moving yeah. forward one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I, I think I, well, I just said it to you, but there's nothing like our birthdays, you know, they say they don't mean anything or they, st they stop feeling good at a certain age or whatever. But we have the same birthday, and I think that's going to hold true for the rest of our lives. That it's a special day because yeah, we get to like share it. Like it's it's really cool. Like we can text each other and, and like I don't know. There's it's pretty. It's really cool. It's actually really special. I was thinking yeah, about it's really this morning fun. I'm, I'm definitely I'm I'm happy for it. And I I don't know. Like I, I I don't I don't love birthdays. Well, I don't love my own birthday. I enjoy the birthdays of others. But it it is it is nice, you know, periodically just to you know have people tell you that you know, you matter to them and, you know, that they're important. Yeah. And, and I think you and I do a really good job of, you know, doing that and saying that to people that are important to us. And for the most part, I, th I think all of our friends are very good about that. So, you know, it's, it's just kind of nice, you know, on, on, on your birthday, you know, you get people maybe giving you a call or texting you and, you know, telling you to have a I nice day. So yeah. that's, that's great. You know, life is, life is happy. Life is fun. Yeah. And that's exactly what this podcast is going to be happy yes. and fun. We're going to keep it pretty light. Uh, we actually both are on tour ourselves seeing shows. I like the oh, way yeah. you put that. So we've seen a few concerts in the past, and I think we're just going to talk about those because uh, this is a music commentary podcast, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to commentate on some music, and then uh, and then we'll get to um, 
we'll get down to the the nitty gritty of just who's the best rock band. We are going to touch on that. Yeah, who the best band. It's been bands. long enough. And, and, so yeah, we might we're going to well roll away the stone. We're going to deliberate and we're going to give you um, a definitive answer on who's the best singer. Yeah, the unfiltered version. But before we get into that, as usual, uh, episode 29 of the Grunge Bible podcast is sponsored by our top-level patrons. Uh, and those individuals are Marianne, Victor Schaefer, Shannon Gorgon, Sonny Mashburn, Alexis Shannon, Sue, Jade Mercado, Release, Kayla Jean, and Laura Nyrene. And it goes without saying, we are very thankful for those 10 individuals. But man, this, oh, yeah. this is just the tip of the iceberg for the Patreon. Like we've had a lot of people start to join the club and support us and it means the world. So if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, chances are, if you're listening to us now, you've listened to probably the other 28 episodes. So, you know, if we've given you a couple bucks a month worth of excitement and enjoyment, Head over to that Patreon link, man. I mean, there's a lot of people heading over there showing some yeah. support, and you know we're really appreciative for that, and it'll just continue to allow us to make this podcast. I think as it stands right now, we're going to get to 52 episodes for a year and just kind of reevaluate, <laughs> see how it's going. Um, so if, if you want this to keep going, you know what to do. Head over to that Patreon and, and show and some also, support. And also, dude, the merch has been selling really great too. Yeah, and, and Believe it's, it or not. it's October, and we don't even, man. We have, I know. The I know. fall we is need, here. We yeah we have some great uh some great uh crew neck sweaters I, I was gonna you say crew necks you got the winter hats you yet. got some nice warm socks you got the you got yeah. the t shirts I'm thinking we might have to drop a long sleeve t shirt um for the fall oh, yeah I think I that's think that's gonna idea. be necessary but yeah one of the best people things, are, people you know, are finding their way over there so yeah and that's we'll get great. we'll get DMs all the time of people they'll take like a selfie with their grunge bible sweatshirt or whatever they'll send they'll send the picture of the package and, and, and we love that shit man we're, we're we're super pumped about that so yeah if you want to rep grunge bible and join the yeah. legion of individuals across the world uh who are yeah. representing us in the podcast uh go Thank right you. ahead Head over to grungebible.com to find all of the links to the merch and the links to the Patreon page. Yeah. And if you're tired, if you're tired of your girlfriend stealing your hoodie, just get her her own. Get just her get own her Grunge, Grunge Bible. Bible one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Shit, yeah. I mean, obviously she's gonna be stealing that or maybe he's taking your taking your beanie, but uh, you know, just solve that problem. Just uh support be good to go in no time. So that is that's a great suggestion, Ethan. If I if I had a girlfriend. I would give her a Grunge Bible sweatshirt. So yeah, we're very thankful for all your support. Actually, overwhelmed with it, and uh, hopefully we continue that. Um, okay, so now it is October first. You, Chris, had a really packed two weeks. You've been on tour yourself in the nor Northeast uh, United States, seeing shows all over. Um, what's the What's the body count out? How, how many How many shows have we seen? <laughs> well, not counting the openers uh, in the last, I guess, in the last like ten days or. 10 or 11 days, I've gone to four shows. Um, so yeah. it's a, it's a pretty, uh, uh, a, a pretty hellish calendar. And, 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 you know, all of these shows for me have been, you know, they've been an hour away. So it's like, you drive up, you go to the show, you park, you go in, you linger, you, you know, you pay $7 for a, for a, you know, a really cold paps that might not be that cold by the time you get it, <laughs> you see the show, but yeah, man, I have, I have loved it. So back in, 
Oh, I suppose probably maybe April of this year, uh, all of the artists announced their plans to tour for this summer and this fall. And I got really excited when all these shows came out. So same here. I just yep. immediately bought tickets. I was like, "Fuck it, we're buying tickets. We're going to concerts." Yeah. Oh, the dates are the the dates are closed. It's not going to be yeah, a problem. Yeah, dates be damned. It didn't matter. I was like, I, I don't care. Like, I'll I'll go I'll go up to Boston. You know, back to back to back nights if I have to. Like, I got to see these people because it had been so long. So. The nice part, I already paid for all of these shows, which was sweet. So I had the tickets. They right. felt free for me, which is what you have to do. Uh, I know we've spoken about it. So uh, to give you a, a lowdown of the lineup, and I think I referenced it, uh, there were some question marks earlier, I think last week when I referenced it or two weeks ago, but um, I saw the Black Crows uh, and I, uh, a band named Dirty Honey open for them. And then I saw mm. Julian Baker a few nights later, and um, she had a band uh, named Mini Trees and then... Um, uh, another one whose name is escaping me open for her. Um, and then the following week I went and I saw soccer mommy and they were absolutely fantastic. And then to close it off with potentially the crown jewel of the entire concert series for me of 2021, I was able to see the queen Phoebe Bridgers live. And that was uh, a couple of nights ago. Yes. Bow down. We believe <laughs> in supremacy. Phoebe supremacy around these parts. And, uh, she was, she was better than advertised. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a really nice uh, slate you just had. Um, I just started, as as you know, most tours, I guess, start on one of the coasts. You're getting a lot of this stuff before yeah. they make it to uh, Alabama. So I'm just starting. I actually was supposed to start, uh, actually, no, I, I'm sorry. Um, on Friday, I went and saw um, the Front Bottoms in Nashville. And I was supposed to see Dinosaur Jr. last night, but it got postponed and then tonight I'm seeing bleachers with a friend who really wants to see them. I mean, they're pretty good, but we'll see what they got. Yeah. And then uh, I see Phoebe. I, I finished with Phoebe on Sunday, so oh, yeah. I'm going to be in the same boat. I'll be in four shows in, uh, yeah, eight days or something, in nine days. That's going to be great. Sunday, so. um, do you know uh, what what type of venues are we talking about for these shows? Are they are they big ones, yeah. small ones? Do they have... You know, is it general all admission small. or all, yeah. yeah, all all general all general admission that, that I know of. So the first one, front bottoms, was there's really cool new spot in Nashville called the Brooklyn Bowl, and it's actually a bowling alley, Chris. So the oh, stage shit. is set; it's like a stage general admission, and then there's like you know a balcony, and then right off there, there's people bowling. Um, so you can go right into league play to determine who right gets into the, the next round well, robin. I, I w- I didn't really take uh, great notice, but like, I wanted to know if I could just go bowl if I didn't have a ticket to the I know, show. right? Yeah. Like, because that would be, you know, just incredible. But, um, so yeah, there was a bowling alley and it's, it's the same, is the exact type of venue I want where it holds like, I don't know. I mean, the, the place is only, you know, 75 uh, feet deep or something, maybe a little yeah, farther like than that, like small. 150. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a pretty small, all standing room. Um, the one we're going to tonight, they're, and with Phoebe's at is an outdoor venue and it's all general admission. There's some seats in the back, but um, I, I think they're getting rid of them for the shows, which is great, uh, which it should be. I know we talk about it. So uh, yeah, what do you think about general admission seats versus uh, actual having a, a assigned seat? Okay, so I, I went to the, the, four, the four shows recently and it was an even split. There were two of them that were general admission and then there were two that were big, you know, outdoor amphitheater type situations with, you know, seats and rows and columns and, and ticket directors and, and, you know, checkpoints and, and all of that bullshit. And Ethan, 
I fucking hate seats at concerts. They should not <laughs> exist. So the first one that I went to, I picked it up on a whim. I, I, like I went to the Black Crows for like three bucks and I got my ticket upgraded somehow. Um, I guess they were just doing it for free. So I ended up getting a seat, which was fine. You know, it wasn't like, I don't know. Like I just wanted to go just because I liked the band and they were, they were really good. But then, um, the Julian Baker concert I went to, um, it was at house of blues in Boston, which I think seats, I don't know, probably maybe 2000, 2500. And it was general admission on the floor. And then they had some balconies where you could stand like along the balcony and look down. I think it was three levels. And I mean, it was great because the ticket prices are all the same and I got a front row experience. I was right on the front rail. Um, you know, I was, I was right there. It was fantastic. And same thing for soccer mommy the next week is a 900 person club up in Boston. Same thing. The ticket prices are all the same. You can go and get your beer and go, you know, stand right in the front along the rail. And that one was great because the stage wasn't really tall. So you were like right on top of the stage, which was great. Mm -hmm. Super fun atmosphere and everybody was really into it. And then the Phoebe Bridgers concert, unfortunately, was an outdoor amphitheater with seats and rows. And I absolutely hate it. So like, it's just, it's just not good. You know, like you don't go to a show to sit down, first of all, and you don't go to a show, in my opinion, to be equidistant from everybody around you and to have your own little spot. No, it's about being with people that are there for the common reason, you know? So I got to my seat and, you know, everybody's standing. So the seat number is completely arbitrary. And then I think like maybe like three or four songs in a Phoebe set, somebody comes in and I was, I was just expecting you know, they were just going to stand there and she taps me on the shoulder and she's like, excuse me, um, you're standing in front of my seat. And I was like, okay, well, my seat's over there, but none of, I don't think are any of us going to sit in our seats. And she was like, I want to be in my seat. Can you tell everybody to move down? So I was like, all right. So I had to Dang. tell everybody in the row. And like, I was like, I was like 25 seats into the row. So I had 25 people to be like, all right, could you please move down? So this woman could stand in front of her seat. And sure enough, Ethan, I knew it. She, she didn't stand. She, she did like the lean back on the seat thing and she left. She left early. Now I'm not even, I'm not even talking about like after, after like the main set and before the encore, she left early. She left halfway through. She left. She left like two thirds of the way through after showing up late. It was. It was despicable. It made me that's sick. That's bush league. Yeah, that's it's bush been league. for Phoebe Bridgers, un, man. Come on, that's intolerable. <laughs> you can't be wow. doing that. So, in my opinion, what man, you, you you take every single every single concert venue in the in the, in the world and just rip those seats up and throw them out. I don't want to see another one again. I no. I hate him. <clears throat> it just it just yeah. ruins the experience. It doesn't ruin the experience, but it just. It certainly detracts from it, in my opinion. It, it takes, it definitely, um, you know, mentally it like gets in the way. Cause I'm like, when I'm bumping around, like I got, I don't want to fall forward. I don't want to, there's like, I have a limited amount of space that I'm allowed to move. Yeah. You know, I feel, you feel confined right off the, right off the bat, which stinks. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, general admission, I just love, I love the flow of it. Like, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you're in one spot, then you like, you can go to the bathroom and I swoop around to the other yeah, side and get a whole new perspective. you sneak right back into where you want to go and you try different yeah. approaches. And or you or you get a whole new perspective and a whole yeah. new crowd. And like, I mean, that happened on, I was at the front problems. Actually, <laughs> you're going to love this one. We it'll, For twin size mattress, every time that song comes on, it's the one that we, um, that, I mean, it's the one that got us. It's their biggest song off right. of uh, Tal Talent of the Hawk, which is their best album. And uh, Absolutely. I crowd surfed, Chris. I got oh, you can't. <laughs> that is incredible. You didn't tell me this. 
<laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've been I've been known to do this before. I love crowd surfing if the crowd can handle it. This crowd was very. This is on the verge. They, their their crowd has changed over the years, and it's on the verge of not being able to handle uh, certain crowd pe- people crowd surfing. And I'm not a, a small human being, so I'm the, no, I'm exactly. the person who's I mean, on the edge. What are you like six two, six three, or something? I'm like six three, yeah, almost yeah. like two fifteen. And uh, yeah. but the nice part is every time I go to a concert, I usually have somebody. Usually it's my brother or. Uh, a couple of my friends. So Nick, every anytime I crowd surf, they you know they basically your friends make sure that you walk them up. So we have this plan where I get up. You always crowd surf to twin size mattress, and so I crowd surfed, and Nick like basically carried me, and then he. So we moved all the way up to the front for like the last bit because then you he know just what you stayed were doing. there. This is not your first rodeo. Oh no, not my first rodeo. But I don't know if you've ever crowd surfed, but there's I nothing never better. Have. Similar you to you, your... I have the similar issue of not being the lightest person in the world, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, dense, uh, and a lot not... of the shows I've gone to. I've not been the Our, most condu- like you're not you're not you're not going to crowd surf Julian, Julian Baker, Baker concert <laughs> when she's when no. she's pouring her soul out to you with with, right. with like a stripped that crowd, down acoustic yeah right and that crowd's not going to like respond the same way and so the, this this crowd was in between because I did well but the next person fell on like a girl and then yeah. these two girls just started like punching <laughs> and like, that's not going to be good for anybody Ethan. no yeah so I I did it at the right time because yeah. um it got you know then they were very upset but like used mm-hmm. to there used to be like kind of mosh they would mosh to uh yeah. the front bottoms and do some stuff so we got after it a little bit um but yes i i don't know there's nothing there's no better feeling you give your belongings like your cell phone and your wallet to your friends um and you just and ride you, the wave you, you go you go get them up get me up and then people just like pick you up and then you just you lay there and it's like oh dude it it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I recommend next concert that you go to try, <laughs> try and play. That's you can't do that. You can't do that with seats, right? No, you, you, can't, you can't do that with seats. You can't do that with seats. You can't. It's just, it's just miserable, man. You know, but I do. I, I wish I want to go to someone, uh, some concert where I can catch a stage dive. I don't think I've seen, I think I've seen it. I think I've seen, I think cool. AWOL Nation did it, but stage dives, like, you know, when Eddie would drop. Like, it's like a lost art almost because the problem is they set up the security barrier so far yeah. away from the stage. It's like now. a long jump. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have to, you'd have to get a running head start and, you know, really, <laughs> really get some good follow through. And then, and then you run the risk of just completely knocking some people over. But I'd, I'd like to see it be done. Uh, hopefully it's not a, uh, you know, but you have to pick the right artist. Like, you know, I, I don't know. There's some artists like that you probably not. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they'd catch you. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, uh, I'm, but I'm the excited. Show, the show was awesome. Yeah. That's, and I that's, have, and, I, and I'll talk about the opener. I'll talk about the opener at the end of the, the, the podcast. Cause I, I will have, also uh, be speaking about the, one of my openers. Uh, nice. Song of the, the week and uh, the fall hope, tour. Hope, so yeah, we're, I love we're, that. we're excited for that. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. It had been it had been a long time, obviously, since I had you know gone to a proper a proper rock show, a proper music show, um, and yeah, man, it just felt so great to be you know in that community again. And I mean, from something as simple as like you're going to the bathroom and somebody's talking to you about like their favorite song, or like I went to the the Crows concert and and this guy he was like, yeah, I've seen him seventeen times. He's like, is this is your first time? And I was like, yeah, man, I just missed him before they broke up the last time. He's like, he's like, he pulled me, like he looked at me. He's like, you will love it. And then I was like, yeah, I know. He's like, no, no, like you will love this, like this. <laughs> so it's just like the passion Welcome that people have about music and when it all comes together. And and honestly, so we've gone to Pearl Jam shows together and those turn into sing alongs. I'll tell you, man, the Phoebe Bridges show I went to rivaled elderly woman behind the counter in a small town in terms of just like the sing-along of the crowd like everybody knew the words to everything and it was it was just super fun you know and 
Um, I wonder just, if that I wonder if that great. tells you like how the I don't know the music listener takes in music nowadays, or if that is any type of. I mean, but Phoebe is Phoebe is really big. She's but usually, big, yeah. You always I always go to concerts, and I'm always like. Like, you know, it's a band I like and I go, but then I'm like always really surprised of how much the crowd knows totally. the lyrics or the ba- like, and certain yeah. things I'm like, dang, these like, they are, mm. like they are in. And yeah. So that's, you know, there's every, every band is somebody's favorite band. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I, I think at the Black Crows show that I went to, there were a lot of people that just went just because, but the other three that I went to, like they went because they were fans of, of those after, musicians yeah. and it was, it was just really fun, you know, because I, I'm a fan of them too. And it's, you know, it's just fun to be around people that, you know, when you share a common, you know, a common passion or a common interest. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's fun. And, and, and definitely, you know, I think there's some more, some more groups that are going to be coming through my area, you know, as the months go on and I'm not going to hesitate to pick up, you know, a $15, $20 ticket and go just, it's, it's just so much fun, man. And I, I really it missed is. it. I really, really missed it. And I'm really grateful that yeah. I'm able to, you know, have these experiences again. Yep. That's a, uh, it's a great way to spend your money. I think yeah. going to see music with people. Like, like we've it. said before, we've, we've pissed away our money on much, uh, much, much worse sillier things, things than, uh, yes. than going to a concert. So, you know, exactly definitely, right. definitely pumped for that. And actually, uh, you know, this one, me, so I was with my buddy, Nick, and, uh, you know, this band, the front bottoms means a lot to us. And we actually, uh, we got a tattoo to commemorate uh, him and I's friendship and also the love for the band. I mean, the band brought us closer together and uh, so got something to memorialize that, which I'm pretty excited. I got the uh, Talent of the Hawk logo on my on my left eye on the that outside. That is incredible. I've been, yeah, uh, first, I've been Jones first and Chris Mink, so. Yeah, yeah, first one, huh? First color, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was yeah. quick too, and it's great, great tattoo shop in uh, Nashville, Sweet. Adventureland or Adventure Time or something like that. And they were nice solid. Plug, yeah, I saw it. It looks looks great. Looks like it was some quality worksmanship. Yeah. So, what more could you ask for? You know. Yeah, it was a, it was a really a really good really good weekend to start it all off, and now we're back in the swing of things. And uh, yeah, concert tonight. It's gonna be a little more low key. I don't know. I don't know the lyrics, so I'm just gonna be sitting back and observing in a Catching way, which is vibes. also awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also um, fun. But, yeah. Um, anything else about uh, general admission? Uh, music. Oh, I think I've overseeing. made my feelings uh, relatively clear, and and that's why, man. Like, if you like a band and they're just starting out, maybe they put out their first record. You go and see them right away because pretty soon, pretty soon, that little child's gonna grow up and start walking on its own, and you're not gonna be able to see them in a general admission setting. Like, um, uh, I don't know. Like the, um, for example, like I saw Julian Baker. Like, I don't know. Maybe her next show will be. Her next tour will be bigger venues and I won't get that experience. So that's why if you're ever, if you're ever on the fence about going to see a show and, and you can feasibly do make it. it and you can afford it, go and do it because you never yep. know. Yeah, I totally agree. Pick up that extra shift and call it a day. Absolutely. You'll, you'll, that memory will stick with you forever. So yeah. that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Do you know what else yeah. it's all about, Ethan? What's that, Chris? It's about finally determining who the greatest, the greatest. musicians are from the 1990s, and I think today, so today we do it. Today it's, we it's, today we get down. We talk. We have the hard talk that people want to know. Yeah, Cornell, Vetter, Cobain, Wyland, Staley, Cantrell, Wyland, Staley, yeah, Claypool. Who 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 had Claypool? Who Corgan? All of these men. Who has the best voice? Who fronted the best 
rock band of the 90s. Who had the best voice, Chris? Well, Should we do a descending order, or do you want to just go ahead and drop the best one? I, I think I think because we're we're in fundamental agreement, and and so this is something, and this is a special you know a special perk of being a podcast listener because our official stance is that we don't compare and we don't rank because I think it's bad for the genre. But obviously, we've never done this. Yeah, obviously, we all have our our personal opinions and personal feelings about this, and I know Ethan, you and I have been on the same page about this for a long time, and we've. We've uh, neglected or decided against expressing it publicly before, uh, you know, for slander and, and other reasons. Yeah, that we, and it's we just, didn't want you know, to really approach. We figure we've, you know, we're, we're 29 episodes in. We've built some mutual trust, you know, between ourselves and, and you all, the listeners. So I think it's and about think, time. I think we can finally speak freely yeah, on it. I think I feel comfortable enough that we can uh, we can determine uh, who it is. So. I have I have a proposition just you know right. to see if we're on the same page. I think on the count of three, we just say this individual's last name, and we see if we say we see if we say the same person. Because I don't know okay. your your thoughts may have changed. It's one of two, but I I know that it has to be this guy. Yeah, it has to be. So do you want to count? You want to count us in? <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go three, two, one. I think we say the full name because his name. You know, his name okay. was Robert Paulson. If, so if, we need if we're to... thinking of the same person, it's only two <laughs> syllables first. And so, yep. all right, ready? I'll say three, two, one. All right, three, two, one. Scott, Scott Stapp. Stapp. <laughs> yes, we've done it. Scott Stapp is the unadulterated, absolute, clear cut best voice in music history. It's not even close. I mean, and what he's done with that band, the heights that they've soared, how high they've been. How high they've got. It's unbelievable. It, yeah, it's just, and, and so here's the thing. I mean, they get a lot of slander, but I'm even willing to say, you know, once again, something we always say on the page is that, you know, music is subjective. Well, I think there is an objective truth in the decade, and it is objectively that Creed is a good band and Scott Stapp had the best voice. Creed is a great band. Yeah, they're absolutely Creed fantastic. Is- I mean, their their debut album, My Own Prison, rips. Like it is fucking Every gas song. front to back, and and there's nothing you can do to dispute that, or there's nothing you can do to disprove that that is a proven fact. And I think we've just gotten to the point, uh, Ethan, you and I, where we're just tired of it. Honestly, we're just tired yeah, of people, people disagreeing people with say, us. Yeah, people say that Chris Cornell has range. Have you guys ever listened to My Sacrifice? Have you guys ever listened to One Last Breath? I mean, these songs are just. Oh, the range is just incredible. <laughs> Scott Stapp. <laughs> he mops the floor with these guys. He makes them look like children. I mean, have you seen his entrance into the halftime show of the Dallas oh, Cowboys? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Talk about, I mean, you could put together the prowess of veteran pink pop and all of the unplugs together, and it wouldn't hold a candle to this halftime show, which I know we've spoken about before. But, I mean, there's a reason I mean, it's probably one of the most yeah. storied rock performances of all time. It's up there with Hendrix at Monterey, in my opinion. It's it's better. It's better than that. It's yeah. better than Joplin it's at Freddie Woodstock. Mercury at Live Aid. Yeah, I mean, uh, screw those nothing. guys. It doesn't matter. It's just not, you know, you two. I mean, you two at Live Aid. It doesn't. They don't. They don't even hold a candle yeah. to this. And I, I knew. And obviously, I had known. Once I saw that, I knew for sure. But I mean, I knew that he had the best voice because if you ask me what my favorite Creed song is. I'd say it's a tie between all of them. Yeah, correct. I mean, they're, ju- I mean, they're just all, I mean, 
That's just, I'm listening to him right now. I have earbuds underneath these, so I'm listening to him right now. He's, how how <laughs> many hours a day do you think you listen to Creed? 25. <laughs> Eight days a no, week, 25 hours a day. <laughs> yes. I just, I, like, I, what it, I do is I put, I have, I have a headphone here playing a song and a headphone here playing a song. <laughs> so I'm doubling up right off the, I'm doubling up. It's just something like you just, I don't know. It's, it, I guess it would be but, akin to but, like, um, like your favorite snack or something. You, you pick up that bag of chips. Once you start eating it, you can't put it down. Once you start listening. It's like Lay's, you, dude. Yeah. You can't just, you can't just cherry pick a song, you know, off of human clay. You got to listen to the whole thing. You know, yeah, you're yeah, you're roped into that right away. Yeah, you, gotta, you, like, you have to, and it's just I, I think I'm just I can't tell all my appointments understanding it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, th- there is somebody close to it that is also extremely good that has absolute certified bangers throughout his whole category, and that's Chad Kroger with Nickelback. Yes, Chadwick L. Kroger of Nickelback, <laughs> the I Canadian, mean, the Canadian stallion. I mean, you guys say you don't like Nickelback, and then uh, let me riddle off a few songs, and you'll you'll know every single word to all of them. I mean, yeah. Well, just, just case in point, just yesterday, I was at the gym. I was a little tired, and I'm going in there, and I had a pretty tough workout, and I just knew, I knew that there was one place I had to turn, and it was to Nickelback to fire me up. So I was warming up to squat. I had a pretty heavy squat day, so I put on Saving Me from all the right reasons, and it was like a, it was like a flip, a, a switch flipped, and I was completely ready to go. I was just infused with this nitrous oxide energy and I was I was ready to punch people out I was ready to fly I was ready to run I was I mean I was ready to do yeah, it's, anything it's, I needed to do because of it's Chad likened Kroger. yeah it's likened to listening to Slipknot it just uh, Slipknot just doesn't have that energy the vocal the vocal energy that Kroger brings yeah, to the exactly. table and, and in terms of like stage and musicianship presence, Nickelback is just far yeah, beyond I mean guys. you talk about these guys in terms of stage presence uh I, they're in the news recently because I think they just announced a tour but I mean if you were to compare like Chad Kroger and Maynard James Keenan from Tool. I mean, come on. I mean, everybody, all, all MJK, all he does, he just stands there and he looks at you. I mean, what is what is that supposed to do for you? I mean, yeah. you get someone like Chad Kroger who's walking around, who's telling the crowd, singing if you know it, who's, you know, telling yeah. everybody to get excited. I mean, you can't possibly tell me that these guys are better, are better than this band. You just can't. It's just not, they're not even in the same discussion. I, dude, I totally, I... <laughs> I, I totally, I totally agree. I can't believe that we don't talk about enough. The the Nickelback's bass player, Mike Kroger, is better than C- uh, Claypool, Les Claypool. I, I oh, 100%. It. He's, he's better. It. He's better than Jeff Amon. He's better than Chris Novoselic. <laughs> it's just, Are it's they, not even a question. Is Mike Kroger Chad Kroger's brother? <laughs> I think, I think he might be. I feel like There's a lot, brothers the surname Kroger is to, um, the surname Kroger is too um, too esoteric, in my opinion, to uh, potentially. Be. <laughs> I They've cannot make be this brothers. up. They've got to be brothers. I cannot make this up. So dude. it only makes sense that two of the greatest musicians. That's, yeah, that right there. I mean, name a better set of brothers. The DeLeo brothers. I no, mean, I mean, yeah, Mike and Chad. Mike and Chad Kroger. Who DeLeo? The Screaming Trees brothers. The yeah, brothers like, meet. There's, who, these guys don't, don't hold. I don't candles. even know who those other guys are. You know, I mean, if you if, I, like, if you had, a pick, I don't know their I mean, catalog. I don't know their catalog like no. a Nickelback catalog. And certainly, people people don't care about them these days. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason why people want us to talk about these bands, and there's a reason why I listen to them all the time. I mean, if you look at my Spotify stats, there's a reason from this why Nickelback's month, in everybody's it goes, mouth. Creed, Nickelback, Creed, Nickelback, Creed. Nickelback, Nickelback and then puddle maybe mud. you know maybe a puddle of mud song in there but I mean it's just you know I have I have two I have two mistresses when it comes to music and uh, I give them yeah. equal time I am in a uh, um, yeah. you know 
I'm I'm in an open relationship with both of them, and uh, we're we're all happy. I have two separate Spotify accounts, one dedicated to Nickelback and one's dedicated to Creed because they both should be number one. Yeah, well, and and you figure you couldn't possibly tarnish the... um, you know, tarnish the legacies of those bands with listening to other music, for example. I yeah. mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine putting a playlist together and, you know, what airing about, so uh, much to put like a Stone Temple Pilots song in there or something. I mean, what about the, um, uh, the jersey that, that Scott Stapp wore <laughs> at the, can you explain that for the people? Yes. So going back to the famed, uh, halftime show performance, uh, Scott Stapp was, uh, gallivanting all around the field, uh, at Texas stadium in Dallas, Texas for a Cowboys Thanksgiving game in a Scott Stapp Dallas Cowboys Jersey with the number 11 on it. And 11 was on there, not because it was his favorite number, not because it was the 11th month of the year, what, what have you. He had number 11 because at the time, he had two number one hits. So one plus one in this case equals 11. And he had to let everybody know about it. And honestly, Ethan, who else has had two number one hits at the same time? I don't see, I don't see Eddie Vedder walking around with a number 11 jersey. I don't see, I don't see Mark Arm, you know, as much as we like him. I mean, come on. He's never, you know, he's never, he's never done he's something a, like that. He's a Chad Kroger lookalike. That's I mean, all fuck, Mark man, Arm even, is. even these days, I mean, Billie Eilish, she doesn't have that title. Taylor Swift. Machine Gun Kelly, whoever the fuck he is, he doesn't. They don't have this. Even 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 Machine our girl Olivia Rodrigo, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, Chad, I mean Machine Gun Kelly, another Chad Kroger lookalike. They're all trying to steal his look. They're all I trying mean, Kirk, to steal his Kirk, look. Kirk O'Pain said in an interview once, he's like, "I just want to be like Chad. That's why I'm doing all of this." Dude. He said that. I, you can look it up. <laughs> Chad Kroger in his in his stature. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Wow, we waited. We made it pretty long, Chris. That, how long did we just go? I mean, that was we just went we ten just, minutes. We just did a good seven minutes, and uh, I, I this, hope yeah. I hope you guys are still with us right now because Troopers, uh, yeah. it is in fact October first, which is <laughs> half April Fool's Day. So six months ago on this day was uh, April Fool's. So. April Fools. Uh, April Fools. Yeah, I was, I was, I was doing really well. I had one slip up earlier, and the reason why I just lost it now is I was going to say that Chad Kroger's pop culture impact uh, has been so <laughs> pervasive that even even Guy Fieri is copying his hair. <laughs> Dang, oh, which obviously man. I wish, is not I wish true. We, I wish we could have got to that with a straight phase. I almost yeah, lost I it. Close, I have no. I, I have so no close. idea if, if if Chad Kroger's brother is actually the basis, but Mike Kroger did come up when I looked up Nickelback. Yeah, and, I don't, and there's got to be I, I there's no way that Chad Kroger's name is actually Chadwick L. Kroger, but um, <laughs> it may as well should be. Nevertheless, but honestly, Ethan, you know, if we could quickly, I guess, dissect why do people hate these bands so much, and what is it about post grunge? Is it just like an like an identity politics type thing where people are like, I'm a grunge fan, so all of this automatically yeah. has to suck because I don't know. Probably, like, yeah. Short answer: you know, gatekeeping. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's I mean, what people. It is. Yeah, gatekeeping I mean, I mean, and gaslighting, man. Number yeah, one, the, the two, the the two bullets in my chamber. This is so funny, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think that yeah, people. I mean, it's. I think it's when you have good times and you don't want to let them go. You uh you kind of push off what's next and you kind of and you do whatever you can to like slander them. So I think people were just loving the music of that time and then when it was time to move on and when then those bands were moving on to the next stuff and yeah. the people that they influenced started making stuff their own and trying to be individual. Uh I think people don't like that. I mean it's common now like I mean there's yeah, bands and stuff and I compare right. it to 
I compare well, even, it to the even stuff on the that page I, like, when we'll post something that's not grunge, or we'll post something that's you know maybe a little different, or God forbid we post you know Miley Cyrus or something, and you know I I don't know people are just so repulsed by something new they're just you know and and I think. I love going to this kind of ties back into what we were talking about at the beginning. I love going to shows for, you know, new artists that are, you know, just starting their careers because I I mean, everybody probably says this, but I refuse to become like the grumpy people who comment on the page, you know, oh, this sucks or something or this isn't grunge because it's grunge grunge is not coming back. It's not. Have time and place and that time and place is yeah. gone. That's why exactly. you got to see bands when you want to see them. As soon as as soon as they become available, see your bands because that time and place is going to be hard to replicate. Yeah, like it, drunk, it only like exists in that moment, and then it's altered, and then it changes, and you know, and it goes without Biscuit. saying with this conversation. Biscuit, you know, we have we can have a little bit of fun sometimes, but um, you know, whatever no. you listen to, even if you know whatever it is, Biscuit. if if you enjoy it, you know, nobody can tell you that it's not good. Nobody can tell you that it doesn't have merit. Um, so. I have playlists that are filled with Creed. You know, I have playlists that Nickelback yeah. is on. And, you know, when it comes down to it, if you enjoy those things, listen yeah. to them. Fuck what anybody else has to say. You know, I there's a reason why these people are popular. There's a reason why they've sold records. And there's a reason why they put songs out as a, as a band because there's value in them. You know, to somebody out there, it's valuable. So if that person's you, enjoy it. You know, and that's yeah. that's really what it's all about. It's not music's not much more complicated than that. You you get together with people, you listen to stuff, and it makes you feel good. You know, that's that's all it is. So yeah. I, I people just try to well, make it well much said. more than it is. You know, just just enjoy it. Well said. And yeah, so obviously we uh, we we don't we don't hate Creator Nickelback or Puddle of Mud. They no, have I like I like those bands. I I enjoy yeah. listening to their music. Yeah. So. Um, I'm glad we could uh, entertain you guys with that rant. That was a lot of fun. Or maybe not. Uh, we we're looking we'll forward to all that. of our subscribers, but yeah, who if cares? you, yeah, I, we're not I hope, for that. I hope, I hope that if you made it through that, you're loyal, and uh, you know, we know that we can count on you because I bet you there's a bunch of people that are probably like, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So, but they'll, they'll be back, right? Yeah. Right. If they'll you, be back. If, if you made it through it, I feel like you should make a Patreon that we can contribute to. <laughs> Uh, I just love, I love the idea. I mean, half, half Christmas, you know, half birthdays. Yeah. Half, half April, April Fool's, Fool's is really where it's at. I know. I say, you don't see that coming, dude. Jokes, you know, come out of nowhere. So that's the important one. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was nevertheless, it, and it does tie back into what we were speaking about. And speaking of music, uh, you know, unless you have any more, uh, you know, candles to burn for the uh, for the post grunge revolution uh, that is still going on at this present time, I think we can get into some song of the week. I know we spoke earlier that um, I think both of our songs are from uh, some of the openers that we've been able to see live recently. So, yeah. Ethan, do you want to lead us off with your selection? I can. I was going to quick uh, rant about Limp Biscuit, but I guess I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> we'll have to do an episode Fred, on that. Maybe maybe episode 30, you know, we'll do we'll do 30 minutes a piece on Limp Biscuit. I love that. <clears throat> yes, I I will go first. So as I said before, I was at um in Nashville and they had three openers before or two openers before the Front Bottoms and the first band came on and um really you know, blew us away. We actually, you know, I've been to so many concerts, but I still messed up and went way earlier than I thought. I, I didn't realize. So we got there and we realized that the front bottoms weren't going to come on till like 10 and it was, you know, eight o'clock. Yeah. So, but that doesn't, when you go to a good concert you, and, and the bands that you trust, they're going to have good openers. 100%. And that's exactly what happened. So 
the band, it was a, a lady came out was and was fronting the band and she uh, was playing guitar and um, it was about a five piece uh, band. Uh, the rest were guys, but the main um, the main piece was was her up, her up front. And her name is, her name is Sydney Sprague, and she was awesome. They have like this kind of heavier, like she fits in with you know, you know the Phoebe, the Julian Bakers, and the the Lucy Dacus of the uh, you know of the world, and she fits totally in that. But she's a little bit heavier, and they have a little bit more, dare I say it, grunge to it. Uh oh, Ethan <laughs> used the G word. Everybody, watch out. But um. She she just did so uh, so good, and their songs are really uh, quite great. They had a drummer that was awesome, and um, afterwards we went outside and and uh, we're waiting for the band. And we actually talked to the drummer and the guitarist, and they were telling us all about it, uh, how they recorded, and how the drummer is actually a fill-in drummer, that not the one that, that was on the studio album, but he's probably going to stay in the band because he's that good and he made it that much better, which That's is pretty sweet. interesting. And because yeah. everybody wanted to tour, and they've only been around for two years, so the song that I want you guys to listen to is is her top song. I think her whole first album it just came out is great, but Object Permanence is the song, and I will I'll put that um. I'll just go ahead and story that. And yeah. I told the guys too. I mean, not that we have a platform or anything, but I was like, you know, if you guys yeah, want, we can share your music. the Bible cloud around a little bit. You're letting them know. <laughs> I didn't tell him till the very end when he was right about to leave. And I was like, hey, I was like, uh, just so you know, you guys are great. I'd love to, you know, we might be able to post you guys a little bit for what it's worth. So I think that she is, a, this is a band to watch. Um, they basically started in 2020, right when COVID hit. So they're one of those ones that were really doing well. And this is the first tour that's like, is going to help. This is their first tour, basically. And they're opening for a great band in the front bottom. It's a pretty big band, dude. This is a band to watch. I think she's going to be uh, she's gonna be popping up. So let's get ahead of the curve and see if we can't call, uh, you know, help them call the shot. I don't know. I love it. You'll, you'll definitely, I don't know if you've listened to her yet, but you're going to like it. So Object Yeah, I have actually, because you were, you were that excited about it that I think the next morning you sent me the, the link to her Spotify. And yeah. I, I listened that day and I really enjoyed it. So I knew I knew you were pumped about it. I knew it was good because you, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to think we both have good ears for music. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, it's I, right I definitely, up, right up I definitely enjoyed her. So Sid, Sydney Sprague, huh? Yeah. That's perfect. Yes. All right, you're up. All right, I am up. So uh, it is. Can I can I do two? Am I allowed to do two songs of the week on your own podcast? Yeah, Chris, you can do two. You're, you're damn right. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling. I'm calling the shots. Let's ask, so. the, let's ask the producer. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yep, we can do two. So yeah, so I'll I'll pick two. So the first one um, was uh, one of the openers for the Julian Baker show that I went to, um, and it is from a musician slash band named Mini Trees. Um, a little bit of ambiguity there because she's recorded with a band, but she was performing solo. Uh, and her name is Lexi, and she uh, records under the Mini Trees uh, project name. And uh, they just released their first album, uh, I believe, a few weeks ago. And the album is called Always in Motion. Um, and the song that I enjoyed the most off of that album is called Cracks in the Pavement. So um, really, really talented artist, a good writer, um, kind of in that, you know, indie alternative vein, you know, but still some singer songwriter elements to it, which is exactly the type of music that I've really enjoyed lately. Um, 
so it was really cool. You know, I didn't I didn't know, you know, who she was or who they were before I went to the show. I didn't know who the openers were even for the show. I didn't look. Uh, so it was a great surprise. And, you know, it was just, you know, that excitement when you're watching somebody and you're like, I didn't know who this person was before. And now I'm watching them. I'm really pumped about it. I'm really excited to listen and experience this music. So that got me super excited and, uh, you know, really happy to have had that experience. So I guess uh, the second part of my song of the week was... Um, uh, from the Phoebe Bridgers show and uh, the band uh, Muna opened for Phoebe Bridgers. So they just actually signed to the record label that Phoebe started last year. Um, mm. And they just released this song, I think a few weeks ago as a single. And it's, I guess I would categorize it as a pop song, but you know what? Pop music is good, man. You know, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of people, you know, around our neck of the woods, you know, bagging on pop music. But uh, uh, Muna, great band. They've been a- around for a while, and they just released this one. It's called Silk Chiffon, and um, it has uh, Phoebe Bridgers does a lyric. Uh, she, she takes a verse in it, and she actually came out and sang, uh, sang her verse uh, with Muna um, during the show that I went to. And it's just, it's just like a super fun song. I feel like it came out a couple of months too late because it sounds like the perfect, you know, summer you know, car ride song, but it was, it was just a super fun, super, super fun song. And I've used the word fun like seven times describing it, but that, that is what it is, man. You know, it was, it was exciting, you know, it kind of gets you, gets you in a good mood. So, you know, that's the best part about shows sometimes, man, you go to them for the, you know, for the headliner and you might not even know who the opener is and you come away with something you really enjoyed. And I, certainly had that experience over the last few weeks and it sounds like you did as well with uh with sydney sprague yeah <clears throat> there's nothing better than than uh you know accidentally finding a new band to listen to um without people just hammering dms telling you to listen to the band and stuff like absolutely. that absolutely it's a good change of pace i'm I'm glad you got uh yeah a few couple songs from i'm glad we both had those experiences those, that's yeah that's awesome yeah they're really, they're really valuable, and it's a, it's a great way. Just I'm excited to, to listen to both of these uh, yeah, songs. You just yeah, I, 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 I definitely think you'll enjoy them. Um, and you know, I think we, we're both in agreement that you know the, the true test of, a, a musician or a band or a song even is you know how it sounds live and you know how it makes you feel when you know they're playing it in front of you and and, and you know, that's a really cool thing to, you know, when you hear a song for the first time when you know if it is live. I mean, you'll always have that experience. So. Um, yeah, really, I just, I guess just very grateful to be able to have those experiences again, because as we said, it, it had been some time since, um, you know, since I, since we've been able to do this. So, uh, now the next objective, I guess for me is to just load up my fall, my fall and winter calendar with even more shows to go to. So, well, I was going to say, Chris, so you, uh, you have uh, John Mayer tickets, correct? I do have John Mayer tickets, uh, and they're in March. And I, I I bought two of them. So if you want to come up, man, uh, one of them's I, got I know, your name I'm, on it. I I was I was thinking about it. And I was like, I know he said that, and we talked about. it. But I hope he's serious because I'm I'm well, I'm absolutely I'm there. serious. I'm 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 totally gonna buy a flight or do whatever I can to get back there. It's in yeah, it's man. at uh, Fenway, right? No, it's at the uh, it's it's in March, so it's at That's the uh, the basketball arena. It's at the TD Garden, so oh. um, it's where the Bruins and the Celtics both play. So unfortunately, there are thinking, seats, but um, yeah. You know. What if what if uh, sporting events didn't have only had general admission? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> I know. 
I know it would be really cool. I, I guess feel the like only things you can't put dangerous. them on. Yeah, yeah, and you can't really put them on stage, I guess. But like, like you can yeah. with the band. You, you find so your way around about that. it. I'm sure. You know. Yeah. That would be that would be. Interesting. I'm gonna workshop. I'm gonna workshop that and figure that out. Yeah, but. we need it. We need to pitch to pitch to somebody about that, and you know, put ourselves down in the history books because of that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that well, concludes another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Wraps all up. Happy half April Fools. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy 29th episode. Um, we're just rolling along. It feels good. Yeah, absolutely. And and likewise, all of those things in turn to you, my friend. Um, you know, just kind of echoing a lot of the sentiments from, you know, how I feel about going back to live music. I just feel like there's a lot of things to be happy about right now, you know, both in my life and, and in, in our life and in the Grunge Bible life. So happy to, you know, take an hour of the day and, and share that with you, Ethan, and share that with uh, everyone out there who's listening. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good day to have a great day. We're doing uh we're doing good, Chris. So Sure is. All right. And that's a wrap. Uh that this is, is a Ethan Challey and Chris Salona signing off. Uh rock and roll guys, we love you. Take care, everybody. Catch you next week. just came out it's called the song the album is called always in motion but uh my favorite from that sorry <laughs> i am the dog uh, who gets beat been... biscuit <laughs> i tell you i tell you what i tell you what he hates the ups uh F- i hate so, ups too so fuck him biscuit he's such a fuck good the boy. united parcel service <laughs> um all right sorry yeah, I might I might just start that over because I did not do a good job of explaining it. Or did it wasn't I? that bad, but I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, I'll just uh, yeah, I'll start. That's back. E- be it'll be easier to, you know, train a thought if you want. Yeah, I'll just, just start. start uh, yeah, because I don't remember. Okay, so. Mm-hmm.